Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a new episode of Another Digital Citizen with Luke. Hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. I'm Fro. Yes. I'm I Luke. To... <laughs> I'm Fro. I'm and Luke. I'm Luke. Hi. Yeah, he's Luke. I'm Fro. <laughs> and, I, and I'm also Luke. <laughs> this, this is what we find funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most childish things ever. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, super busy. I mean, it, getting close to the winter, so trying to get a lot of things done, covering up garden beds and you know hauling firewood, trying to get ready for it to start raining this weekend, and then I think it's going to rain for like a week or, and, and a half or something like that, and then maybe I'll get a little bit more sun, but... Knowing Oregon, it's probably going to still be raining. <laughs> yeah. You just have to move to Philadelphia. Uh, I guess so. I don't think... Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true, but okay. I wonder if you could sue a TV show if you, 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 you moved to Philadelphia because you saw It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia... And you thought it's going to be only sunshine there? Is that false advertising? Could if could at the end, if the if at the end of the show, it right. says uh, this show is sponsored by the uh, tourism board of Philadelphia, then it's <laughs> I think then it would be possible to sue them for false advertising. <laughs> but I doubt that that says that at the end of that show. I doubt that that well as well. Uh, even though I want to go to Patty's Pub many, many times, many, many. Times. Why would you want to go there? It's like the worst bar of all time, according to that show. <laughs> it's like the bar you would never want to go to. Where everybody knows your name. <laughs> what was the bar in Cheers called again? Cheers. Do you remember? Was it called? Was the bar called Cheers? Yes. <laughs> oh, Cheers, where everybody knows your name. The name of the bar is Cheers. I didn't actually know this. Uh, uh, anyway, um, maybe we can go there and drink beer uh, without our masks on and cough on people because that's very popular uh, right now. Uh, especially if your name is Donald Trump. Yeah, we could go take, like, a hermetically sealed car, and we'll all get in with a bunch of <laughs> uninfected people and possibly infect them for no reason. That would be a good idea. Super good idea. And then maybe infect, like, hundreds of other people around us uh, because we're an idiot. Uh, yeah. And then have the debate uh, just uh, after the, the debate. So I'm I'm sure Biden is not at all... Afraid, he's like, he's like, oh my god, oh my god, please, please, not. What are you talking about? God. 
<laughs> I'm sure Biden's like uh, after the debate, he was he he he, he went like, oh, please, oh yeah, not uh, let me not have gotten it. <laughs> well, I've, that's what everybody was thinking. I mean, I guess we should say, <laughs> in case you don't know, if, if you're living under a boulder, I don't rock. even think if you were living under a rock, I'm think you still would have heard about this. You'd have to be living <laughs> under some type of tectonic plate. Or something, some kind of magma-filled cavern you're living inside of to not hear that Trump has COVID. Uh, President Donald Trump remained out of sight on a second for the second day on Wednesday, which is today, recovering from COVID-19. He made his presence known on social media, though, uh, broad, uh, broadsiding against Democrats, floating false disease figures, and push lawmakers to take up a piecemeal economic aid proposal after nixing negotiations on a broader assistance package. Uh, the White House said that Trump was itching to get back in the Oval Office and preparations are underway to allow him to do so while minimizing risk to those around him. His, <laughs> his doctor said Wednesday yeah. reported that the president continues to make progress. Um, Trump's symptom has been symptom-free his doctor says, this is the doctor who clearly was lying earlier in the week, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. has has had symptoms, been symptom-free for over 24 hours, and that his oxygen saturation level and respiratory rate were at, at normal. So. Yeah, because um, he, uh, he has a debate in one week, approximately, right? I have no debate? idea when the next debate is. I have a, I have a feeling it is very very close after uh, after the one um, today. The, today, yeah. There's the vice presidential debate today. Uh, I have no idea if we're even going to get another presidential debate because he has COVID. Uh, I I don't know how long has uh, does he have to be isolated two weeks right and it's only been so he got the funny part about this whole thing is uh the first place i saw that confirmed that trump had tested positive for covid was sky news and i sent that to you <laughs> so for some yes. reason the british newspaper knew about it before <laughs> american newspapers i don't know why right. that was but that no was what british. late thursday night here probably early friday morning yeah. for you in norway or in the UK. Um, and so it's been just under a week that he's been quote-unquote uh, quarantining, even though he wasn't at all whatsoever because he's been around tons right. of people and been driving around doing photo ops in cars and uh, all the people in the White House uh, that he infected or, you know, uh, some, some, there's, there's a very good chance somebody in the White House is still infected and we don't know about it. Yeah, Kelly uh, Conway was sick now, also, I, I saw. Well, that happened way uh -huh. earlier this week. Uh, and right. the, His press secretary, I think, was the most recent one. Uh, also starts with a K, but I can't remember her name right now. Right. So, yeah, no, they're... They're dropping like flies, uh, other than that they're not dropping at all. 
But yeah, no, I saw I saw the list of things they they tried him on, and and uh, yeah, the list was fucking long. He got very good healthcare. Isn't it strange how 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 good healthcare the president gets, and he's against healthcare? It's almost like they should treat him like everybody else, because then he would be in shit trouble. I think he's against socialized uh, medicine, socialized healthcare. Is that what you're talking about? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what Walter Reed Medical Center is? It's a private institution? No. It's completely funded by the government. Uh, 100%. Really? Every doctor there is paid for by the government. The entire facility is paid for by the government. Uh, you know what that's called? Socialized medicine, yeah. bro. <laughs> Really? Yes. It's no. it's almost like Trump is a hypocrite or something. <laughs> almost. The worst part was yes. when he came out and he did this whole, what, two-minute speech, and he says, uh, we have the best medicine, we're developing the greatest medicines under me, don't be afraid of the virus, just everybody... Don't be afraid of COVID. You got what did he say? Something to the effect of, uh, "You got to push through" or something like that. Right. And it's kind of like, yeah, you have the best doctors in the world that are being paid for by the government uh, and giving you like medicines that nobody else has access to right now. And you're mm. out here saying, "Oh, it'll be fine. Just go go back to work and you, go go to the football game." And you know what I mean. Yeah, because everybody can afford it. Well, we all afford could it. afford it if we all had socialized medicine like he does. <laughs> but then again, he, he doesn't get paid very much for being a president. So Okay, now sucks. let's go into the conspiracy theory side of this whole thing. Because it has been a conspiracy week. Once Trump got COVID, <laughs> the conspiracies came out in force. I mean, starting with... The right side of the conspiracy, the Republican side of the conspiracy, is that somebody intentionally gave him COVID, right? Somebody mm -hmm. uh, infected Hope Hicks on purpose so that she would infect all these people. And then also, they believe that it's it. Trump, uh, QAnon people believe that it was always predicted that the deep state was going to give Trump COVID, right? But then there's the mm -hmm. left-wing side, crazy Facebook moms, who all believe that Trump is faking having COVID, and it's all just a ploy so that he doesn't have to debate Biden. <laughs> Has nobody said anything about uh, Russian spies giving it to him and yet? I'm sure somebody online has said that. I I guarantee you that's been a talking point somewhere. It's always the Russians, always. Yeah, no, I I mean, I I saw I saw a post say that say that uh, uh, now I believe in God. Trump has gotten COVID. Uh, that's one thing that uh, the right, a lot of these evangelical right people believe. Oh, Trump! Trump's going to survive because he's our chosen president, and God chose him. Right. So, he, God won't let him die. 
and that, that's what a lot of them believe now. This is what's scary about this whole thing is like, oh, I can get sick because God's going to save me because I'm part of the chosen evangelical people, right? Uh, and mm. Trump's pushing that idea, the idea that, oh, just go get COVID. And if you die, that, that was God's choice. It's not up to yeah. you. It's up to God whether you live or not. So just go yeah, out and no. work and go, you know, everybody go to a concert, do, do a mosh pit. It's safe. <laughs> Super safe. But yeah, talking about uh, the debates, uh, there will be a debate tonight. We don't know if there will be another debate, like you said, after the spat between Trump and Biden. But uh, they have had uh, changes to the rules. Biden has said uh, that he, as long as the scientists and doctors say it's safe for him to go to a debate, Biden says he'll go to a debate. And we all know that Trump is willing to go to a debate, so I don't think that's in question. It's just whether the doctors and scientists say it's going to be safe for them to have a debate. I think you could just put them in two separate rooms, right, and still monitor that they're not, like, getting help or, you know, whatever – there's ways to do a debate uh, without them being in the same room, I guess, is my point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But last week, we covered the debate and what a shit show it was, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about a, a bit about the idea of cutting off the mics. It says here, the commission that oversees the U.S. presidential debate says it will change the format to ensure the remaining two debates between Donald Trump and Joe Biden are more orderly. One new measure could be cutting the microphones if the candidates try to interrupt each other from. The announcement follows Tuesday's ill-tempered debate that descended into squabbling, bickering, and insults. Uh, Trump's team has already criticized these plans. The tone and tactics of the first presidential debate were criticized around the world. The fallout, however, has been dominated by Trump's refusal in the debate to explicitly condemn uh, far-right groups. Okay, so I pointed out last week the idea of cutting the mics, if you're cutting it specifically just because somebody's interrupting, that can be an issue, right? But then Tilly pointed out, why don't they just cut it for the full two minutes that the other person's speaking, and then there's no bias, right? But they're, they're choosing to go with the more biased approach, which can be construed by one side or the other, if... If Trump gets his mic cut more than Biden does, it's going to be seen as biased, and his mm-hmm. side is going to say, oh, look, th- this debate was rigged. Uh, the debate is scheduled for Friday, October 16th. So, yeah, that is... Two weeks two away? Weeks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So... A Friday night debate, uh, if it happens could do good numbers just because it's a Friday, not a Tuesday or a Wednesday, where a lot less people are going to watch. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, I, 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 I am interested in more in the debate tonight, to, to be honest. Uh, it is a little too bad we don't have the show uh, tomorrow, but it is what it is. Uh, but I, I do think that... To, uh, there will be m- more de- de- decorum. I mean, just Pence isn't really known for cutting people out, out and things like that. 
I think it will I don't be know that he's even known for talking, period. Like, I barely hear the guy speak <laughs> with his mouth. I swear right. he's some type of alien who has, like, telepathic abilities to talk to other people because <laughs> barely see his mouth move. <laughs> oh, maybe that is. <laughs> um, it's, talking about Russia and involvement and things like that, uh, Julian Assange, you know, uh, Russian spy and everything, uh, uh, ex-UK... Uh, a judge is uh, going to give U.S. Uh, extradition uh, verdict early next year. Uh, uh, right, so we've been talking a lot about this trial. The trial is officially over, Fro. Um, but the British judge said on Thursday that she would not give her decision until early next year on whether the WikiLeaks founder, Assange, should be extradited to the United States to face 18 charges, including espionage. Let me point out something. Espionage, right? This is this mm. is a charge that, like, okay, do you know what espionage is, Fro? Can you yeah, define yeah. F- espionage for me? Uh, if I uh, gave you secret documents from my country to your country and getting paid for it. Right. Is Julian Assange a United States citizen? Uh, no. So... Could he be char- so? Does make charging him under the Espionage Act, charging an Australian no. citizen for no. stealing American documents? Could, does that espionage make any sense, really? When you think about no. it, it's like this is no. so stupid. U.S. authorities accused Australian-born Assange of conspiring to hack government computers. Uh, it says here, Judge Vanessa Barrister told London Old Bailey Court the. Con- at the conclusion of the extradition hearing, that she would deliver her verdict January 4th. So we're going to have to wait. Why do you think, yeah, why do you think it takes three months or three months? I to... believe what's happening here is she is waiting to see who ends up winning <laughs> the presidential. Yeah. Because a lot of Assange's case has to do yeah. with the fact that Donald Trump is in office right now and that he would not get a fair trial under a Trump administration. And so if they move over to a Biden administration, there's a there's a possibility that a lot of his uh, argument, as, as in his defense, uh, could be lessened if Biden wins. Um, not that Biden isn't going to... I wonder what will happen under Biden if uh, he does win, if he'll extradite Assange just as anybody else, I think, would. Um, I don't think there's going to be a big difference between Trump and Biden when it comes to Assange. I just think Assange's defense in court up to this point, in these weeks of court hearings, has been, uh, hey, I'm being extradited under political... Uh, reasons not for actual breaking of any laws. It's because of political reasons. Um, but, the, but the problem is that uh, the the polit- uh, political uh, reasons are the same, e- even though Biden gets the presidential. Right, but just in if you go if you were paying attention to the court case this entire time, their arguments have been against this administration. So if well, right. if they I wait for that. another administration to come in, all those arguments are almost null and void. It says here, Assange's legal team has argued that 
the charges against him are politically motivated, that his mental health is at risk, that conditions in U.S. prisons breach Britain's human rights laws, and that he and his lawyers were spied on while he was in the Ecuadorian embassy. And like we covered last week at the end of the show, they literally tried to kidnap him, poison him, and steal his baby's diaper to try to DNA test the poop out of his baby's diaper. So They tried to poison the man. Could you have an argument that it would be be better for a if Trump won? The problem is it's the U.S. authorities, uh, the U.S. legal team that's uh, fighting this. It's right. not. It doesn't have anything necessarily to do with the U.S. president, but it does have to do with no, the administration no, that's I'm, in I'm charge. Just... Because what you got to understand is, which I'm trying to explain to you, the case against him is one thing and the defense Mm -hmm. of that case against him if you paid attention to the trial has a lot to do with the fact that donald trump and his administration are the ones that chose to extradite assange obama didn't choose to extradite assange specifically because of first amendment issues all right right so under trump he decided to do that that was the defense so if they if this judge waits for Biden to get in, a lot of that defense that that Assange put forward to this judge can almost be nullified, meaning that the judge waiting could have given could give the U.S. the ability to extradite him, even though the case against it is probably stronger now with Trump than it would be right. with Biden. Either so way, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is yeah. they're going to extradite him. That's my point. It's all it's all a sham. This is all a Sham trial. Right. Kangaroo court, I, I, bro. Kangaroo. I, I agree to that. Other than that, uh, if she's waiting to see to January, I think she could be like, if if Trump won, she could go, oh, fuck. What do I do now? Right. Maybe I just Don't have do to it. D- deny it. Right. Uh, it's possible, but my guess is this is all a kangaroo trial and she's yes she's waiting because she wants to try to kind of oh if biden's in there i won't get as much heat but if trump's in there i'm going to get a lot of heat for it but i i think she's just waiting because she'd rather get less heat it's kind of like um backdooring somebody in big brother right uh right 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 if you backdoor them and they don't leave they're going to come after you i guess is the point uh, Luke, do you have a McAfee virus on your computer? Not for years, but I used to back in the day. Me too did have that uh, back in the years. Um, I uh, remember we have talked about this man quite a while before because he has gone from a- antivirus creator to total badass crazy shit guy that lives on an island and sometimes he doesn't and now he's back in the United States because guess what? He's arrested uh, over tax evasion charges. Uh, antivirus software entrepreneur John McAfee has been arrested in Spain and faces extradition to the U.S. Extradition to the U.S. where he has been charged with tax evasion. Prosecutors say he failed to file tax returns for four years despite earning millions in consulting work, speaking engagements, cryptocurrency, and selling the rights to his life story. Uh, 
none of the income is connected with the software firm which bears his name. Uh, Mr. McAfee right. has not publicly commented on the charges. If convicted, he could face up to 30 years in prison. In a statement to the U.S. Justice Department, Mr. McAfee allegedly evaded tax liability by having some of his income paid into bank accounts and cryptocurrency exchange accounts in the names of nominees. As a result, it is alleged he has failed to file any taxes from 2014 to 2018. Uh, he, he's also accused of concealing assets, including a yacht and other real estate properties. <laughs> How the fuck do you conceal a yacht? Well, when you own your own island, uh, <laughs> you just put it on your island. <laughs> behind the very 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 big clothes there was a yeah if, if it, people don't know about john mcafee go there was a jay aubrey youtube yeah. documentary about yeah. him recently a few months ago that was pretty good Some, um yeah which really i think that was kind of the first time i really heard about this uh but yeah the guy has his life is like some kind of crazy spy novel the movie yeah it's crazy (laughs) it is but but it's it's good crazy it's It's interesting crazy right yes (laughs) it's not like oh my shit it's not my brain it's not necessarily bad crazy like this derek chauvin a former minneapolis police officer charged with killing george floyd has been released wednesday on a million-dollar bond. I guess he paid $125,000. I guess, what, that's like 10% of something. Right. Uh, at the end of this article, it even says, I, Floyd's death was ruled a homicide. The county, county autopsy also stated other significant conditions that may have contributed to his death, including, including hypertensive heart disease, fentanyl intoxication, and methamphetamine mm. use. Fentanyl, you say? Mm. They're still using mm. that line, and this is an NBC News article I'm reading about uh, the one million dollar bond. They're still using the line that he was on fentanyl when this happened, and that's part of the cause. <sighs> Look, yeah, which episode? Whatever episode we talked about that, it's right. a hoax. Uh, EU uh, takes legal action against the UK over uh, planned Brexit bills. This is uh, heating up. I said it when we talked about some weeks ago when uh, <laughs> and, uh, Boris Johnson came out with his thing that right. this is exactly. uh, going to go go very uh, unwell. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to shit. Uh, the EU has begun legal proceedings against the UK after it refused to ditch plans to override sections of the Brexit divorce deal. The EU deadline for the government to remove sanctions uh, expired Wednesday, so today, or last week on Wednesday, I guess. The letter of formal notice could eventually lead the court case against the UK to the European Court of Justice, the EU's top court, but the EU has not walked away from talks uh, of a post-Brexit trade deal. So they're still in talks, but they're saying, if you don't do something about this soon, we're going to sue you. Right. I, 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 yeah. It feels like the EU is kind of like uh, 
trying to like extort uh, the UK. That is more or less what it looks like for me. A spokesman for the UK government said the bill was a necessary safety net to protect trade between different parts of the UK, meaning like Northern Ireland. Uh, Although the headline is dramatic, this was the EU's next logical step, uh, is what they say. Yeah, I don't buy that. I mean, I guess if if their plan is, hey, we want this specific thing, and this is the only way you're going to get what you want, is you giving us yeah. what we want, uh, so we're going to sue you over that. Yeah. Um, the, then the UK uh, court overturns uh, Venezuela's judgment in uh, the one billion gold uh, tug of war thing we talked about last week. No, many uh, weeks when... ago. I mean, this okay. has been an ongoing thing as far as uh, the British government trying to keep... They, the Bank of England has about a billion dollars worth of gold they've been storing for Venezuela. Then the UK came out, and we talked about both of these things. The UK came out and, and recognized Guaido as the, whatever, uh, interim president, I think is what they called right. it, of Venezuela, uh, saying that they would cut off Nicolas Maduro, who is the current president of Venezuela, from this gold because they didn't recognize him as president. Remember mm-hmm. this? Just yep. to get everybody back up to date. Now, the British Co- Appeals Court has overturned a judgment which said the UK had recognized opposition leader Juan Guaido as the president of Venezuela. The ruling is a victory for Nicolas Maduro, who was re-elected in a second term as president in 2018. Uh, but, w- but this was widely dismissed as rigged. At the heart of the legal battle in question is who controls $1 billion of gold stored in the Bank of England. Uh... Judge Stephen Miles on Monday said, set aside a judgment by the High Court in July, which had ruled that the UK had unequivocally recognized Juan Guaido as president, rather than Nicolas Maduro. In his ruling, the High Court judge had said there was no room for recognition of Mr. Guaido as president of and of Mr. Maduro as de facto president, meaning that even though Maduro remained in charge of presidential palace in Caracas, the UK government had decided to recognize Mr. Guaido, but Judge Mayo said the UK recognition of Mr. Guaido is, to my mind, ambiguous, or at any rate, less than unequivocal, is what he said. What does that mean? It said it means it doesn't make any sense. It's un... It, okay, okay. Less... It, it says less... In my mind, is ambiguous... Or at any rate, less unequ- less than unequivocal, meaning it's not equal. Them recognizing him as president is not equal to him actually being the president of the country. Being the president, <laughs> right? Okay, okay, okay. Get it. Uh, hey, uh, I know that you each Super Bowl uh, go out and you buy yourself a subway uh, that you eat. Uh, during the Super Bowl, uh, you have at least done that for six, seven years. Uh, when I have seen the Super Bowl with you, so I'm going to guess that you look like Subway. No, not really. But 
It's like a subway place. It's a sub sandwich place near me. <laughs> it's usually just I I'll get the meatball sub because it's like something I can buy and bring home the night yeah. before, and then I can heat up while we're watching the game, and I don't really have to think yeah. about anything. Uh, yeah. Subway in the last what five years has gone way down in quality. Oh, why is that? A lot of it has to do with that they stopped stocking their veggies like consistently so over mm. they'll like restock their veggies like once or twice a week and so if you go to the wrong time all their veggies are like you know slimy and gross and not fresh Ew. that has a lot to do with it Ew. that sounds uh yucky uh anyway uh but uh do, do you know that subway bread is not bread uh, well, that's according to Irish court. I will tell you about this. Uh, Ireland's Supreme Court has ruled that the bread sold by the fast food chain Subway contains <laughs> uh, uh, so much sugar that it legally can't be defined as bread. <laughs> that is... That is... Then it has to be fucking full of sugar. Uh, the ruling came in a, a tax dispute by Books Founders Limited, an Irish subway franchise, which argued that some of its takeaways uh, products, including teas, coffees, and heated sandwiches, were not liable for value-added tax. A panel of judges uh, rejected the appeal Thursday, uh, Tuesday, ruling that bread sold by the subway contains so much sugar that it has to be categorized as stable stable food, which is not taxed. It says here the law makes a distinction, Fro, between bread as a sta stable food, staple food and other baked goods which are or approach confectionery or fancy baked goods, the judgment says. So Ooh. it says here that Subway in its heated sandwiches has a sugar content of 10% of weight of flour, including the dough. This exceeds the 2% specified by, I guess, the country. 2% sugar. Mm. So they're saying the bread at Subway is closer to, say, a donut than it is bread. I am definitely going to feed some women some dough because that's all I hear rappers uh, say in the rap song thereafter. So, back when I was in what high school, I think <laughs> there was a play. There was a uh, when I was younger, this was a thing. Uh, <laughs> gas stations would have fast food restaurants inside, like the the little dairy mart thing, the little convenience store. And this one gas station in my town had a subway and a Taco Bell in the same gas station. All right. So it was very confusing, but we used to buy the bread and then we'd go to Taco Bell and we'd get the nacho cheese and just dip bread and nacho cheese. It's actually, it was really good. They don't just let you buy bread at subway anymore though. Uh, can't you say I, I want nothing I've, on? I've, yeah, but you have to pay the same price as you would, like, a veggie sub. Ah. Yeah, you, that... we used to get it for, like, $1.50. You could just buy a piece of bread, you know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. So, uh, have you found Spider-Man? 
Uh, yeah, have you heard about French Spider-Man before? This guy's been around forever. Nope. Yeah, he's been he's nope. been climbing buildings for a long time. This guy, French Spider-Man. This is not a new game for him, but it, uh, he was spotted in Germany this week, bro. Yeah, yeah, I know where your German is. In Frankfurt, apparently. So let's play this video, and you. I guess we'll just mm -hmm. show you who French Spider-Man is, bro. Oui, oui. Uh, okay, uh, let's go. In three, two, one, go. Yes. Okay. Freaking flashy dress. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's like he's got bright silver, shiny pants and jacket. He, it's not like he's trying to hide. And the other thing is, no. he's he's climbing up a building. How far do you think? He's probably like five stories up right now. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it's probably maybe a. 30 or 40 story skyscraper? I would say so. And there you have the fire apartment. Or the whatever it was called in German. But the thing that's crazy about this is he's climbing this building wearing cowboy boots. He's not wearing like climbing shoes or anything. He's wearing cowboy boots. Look at the cowboy boots, bro. I'm a cowboy. Look how high up Deutsche he is. Bank. Ah, Deutsche Bank. Uh, Deutsche Bank is one of the biggest banks. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is uh, a political... Like, yeah, French Spider-Man is known for climbing very specific buildings. What does it say on his back there? I think you it's know? just a symbol. I didn't see any words. It's a heart. Yeah. I, I, see, I see a heart, but it looks like something is is written on it. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm making Everybody's just up. watching him, though. It's not like, what can you do? You know what I mean? As far as, like, okay, now he's reached the top. Yeah. And everybody claps. There you go. Huh. That, that guy's super known for climbing, or what do, you, what do they call it? Urban, urban climbing, right? Yeah. Urban, urban free climbing. climbing. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, it. there's a lot of guys who do it on YouTube. Huh. Uh, hey, um, if you didn't know, we have a friend, uh, his name is Trom, uh, he likes to, to talk a lot of truth, um, and, and uh, he, he, he doesn't really like conservatives uh, that much, uh, to say it mildly, uh, so yeah, uh, I guess we will let him tell the truth about fuck conservatives. This is Trump if Trump tells the truth. Before I think there would used to be something called hope. That people can change. People can learn. That you can pass on arguments to another and you can disagree. Same time take a beer with each other afterwards. That there are some possible change that somebody can change their mind when they have science and facts. But it's not that anymore. I'm stop supporting debate with Trump supporters. I don't want to debate them. I don't want to waste my time. Because when everything you think is a lie, when everything is just for propaganda, when everything can just make up your own facts, it's not possible to have a debate about anything. Because today, political climate, there are no debates. But there are consequences. And you, before, 
you can have a debate and people didn't listen, but when they saw the consequences, something happened. A lot of people didn't believe in environmental politics, they didn't believe there were climate change or anything. But when they were faced with consequences, Richard Nixon did something to stop air pollution. In the 80s, when Ronald Reagan was faced with the science about freon gas, how it is thought as ozone layer, he did something. Well, do I like Nixon? Do I like Reagan? No, I don't. But when we were tip of the of catastrophe, they did something because they saw the signs. Today, that doesn't happen. On climate change, they're burning fires in California, it's burning in the Amazon. We see the consequences, but we don't do anything because everything is fake. It's gonna just fix itself. Yeah, it's gonna fix itself. To remind of the people who are still fucking around on the academic because they didn't think there were any consequences, things were just gonna fix themselves. This is going to be harder and harder and harder because we see it in COVID-19 too. I tried to see the reason why people don't react more in the United States when over 200,000 people are dead. Over 200,000 people are dead. Do you remember when was four people died of a disease or during Obama when? Yeah, you remember. The biggest scandal under Obama was he was wearing a tan white suit once. That was the biggest fucking scandal he had. But even fated consequences, some people doesn't fucking listen. I think it's gonna die more people in the United States. More and more and more. Because you, you, I mean, United States, how you value, how value success is how big companies are doing on Wall Street. Not, not how people are suffering or dying on Main Street. Because when some people do it good, you think they are you. Yeah. You believe that Trump are you. You believe the successes of other generations are you. But it's not. When you have a shitty, it's not because, because some power, some state is running you over. It's because your system is fucked and people don't believe in science. And even when the consequences is there, they think it is a hoax. People are gonna die and they're gonna die more. And people still gonna make the same excuses again and again and again. I don't know how to pronounce it, but this shit is going on. It's like Germany in 1945. People were still fighting believing they could win when they saw the consequences of what was happening they were then gonna lose. I was not going to talk about this issue, but I'm free frank now. What you have to do, and what the whole world need to do, we need more female leaders. Not Kamala Harris kind of female leaders, but we need to get away some of the toxic masculinity. Because showing weakness, showing that you're sick, that's showing that you cannot handle everything all the time and you try to lie about it, you can. That's not being a man. That's being an asshole. That's being a dickhead. This was Tron, where Tron tells the truth, blabbing away about everything, as I'm still going to do for the next weeks. I hope I can have a good message for you after the third, but that I'm going to talk about next time. 
Have a great day. Bye. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Tom maybe was a little bit angry. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, he made some points. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tom uh, talks for himself and not all, uh, always for podcasts. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Tron tells <laughs> his <laughs> truth. <laughs> Tron definitely tells his truth. That is true. Uh, anyway, our email address is anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. It's podcast ADC. That's podcast ADC. We have a Facebook page, Another Digital Citizen on Facebook, where uh, underneath the show you're listening to right now, you can comment something and we will read it. And the next show. Anything uh, interesting? Not that I've seen this week, uh, but it's been just a crazy, crazy week, so I'm not surprised, I guess. Yeah, people are maybe busy with uh, other things than discussing silly politics. Uh, because silly politics is more or less what it is now, 24-7, isn't it? It seems like it. It seem, I mean, remember... Last week there was this whole ta- like Trump's taxes came out. That feels no. like a year ago now. <laughs> it does. It does feel like five years ago. It's like, was that really last year? Well, last week. I that mean, was last yeah. week when Trump's taxes got leaked. Yeah. I can't believe that, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm sure you you you're truthful. Anyway, um, oh my god, uh, this has been one of the best TV weeks in maybe a long, 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 long time. Lucas work. I'm a lazy bastard that sits inside and watches TV. So. Uh, Lucas seen four shows or something. Uh, I have seen ten or what? Uh, I'm sure all the shows I saw you you saw. So just go through yours, and when you say the one that I saw, I'll just mention it that I saw. Okay, sure, yeah. sure. Let's uh, let's go in order. Um, what I usually do uh, because I download everything is like I go down to exactly one week from now, and I go from there and up. And I see, oh, is this new that I watched? Okay. Uh, Weakest Link uh, 2020 version. Uh, did you see this? Uh, no, I didn't even know it was out. Uh, yeah, uh, it's the uh, lady from, uh, the janitor lady from Glee uh, is the uh, program host. She's not as mean as the last one, so it's not as fun. I give it four. I didn't like the original, so. Okay. Inside uh, the zoo is uh, one of the first zoo shows I've seen this uh, uh, week. Uh, It's a zoo show. Say that ten ten times. (laughs) Okay. A zoo show. (laughs) Zoo show. Uh, like every other Sue show, I also saw the big Sue show. So yeah, uh, Sue show. Um, 
just I, I just say Animal Prison Show from now on because it'll be Animal easier. For, show, yeah, yeah. Me, 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 Mega Sue was the the show of the Mega uh, Animal Prison. Okay. Yes. Monsterland season one. I saw I this. Know you saw this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, did you see all of it? No, like half of it. I think I saw what four episodes, something like four? that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's eight. Holy moly! I love this. Uh, I'm going to guess that you didn't like it as much as I did, because this was definitely up my alley. Uh, I mean, it was good. It was, it was just mm-hmm. uh, a little slow. Like I wanted it to but be I, faster yeah. paced. Okay, I like it this slow. I like it this this somber and and I like yeah I like I I, I really like the slowness of, of the show. Um, I will not spoil anything for you, but things that uh, because there it's an anthology series and it's like different episodes every episode, right? Except two. <laughs> Guess which one those are. <laughs> Maybe the first and maybe the last, but uh, um, yeah, um, I I really 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 enjoyed it. This is a show that I'm going to go back and watch again. Uh, I gave it a nine after uh, out of ten. I really really loved it. Uh, I gave it a seven point five. I thought it was good. I th- the cinematography was really good. The acting was very good. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. It like I said, kind of slow for me. Like. Maybe it was just this week. Everything was going by so fast, and this show felt like I was uh, a. It was like snail pace compared to everything I was doing this week. So maybe it was just me. Mm. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, and I'm not a hundred percent into anthology shows, as you know. So right, yeah, that I know. But I still gave uh, it a seven point five, which is good for me for an anthology yeah. show. I I agree. Uh, there's another anthology show that started this week called Soulmates. Did you see this? No, I didn't. I had it on my list, but I didn't watch it. Uh, the first episode is out. Uh, I don't know if I recommend this to you uh, yet. I am kind of on the fence of this. I, I, I really liked it, but uh, the first episode is extremely depressing and very sad um but i i still give it an 8.5 i'm but it 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 has it has elements of of things that i want to see uh, more of uh i just thought i thought this was a little bit out there sometimes and yeah it seemed a little too polished for my like super taste uh, like uh, 10 uh, but uh, yeah no it was fucking amazing uh, but I, I can't wait to see more next did you see next I did uh, season 1 episode 1 on Fox on Fox yeah tell me about it uh, this show is about uh, a super intelligent AI uh, that we find out may mm-hmm. or may not have murdered somebody to try to hide itself from being known to the general public, kind of. Uh, like, this AI mm-hmm. managed to escape from its... They had it set up in a room where it wasn't connected to the internet, and it 
what blackmailed a guy into connecting it to the internet. <laughs> yep. And yep. that's this all just happened in the first episode. It was very good. It was very Fox kind very of cop, cop drama show, though. I would probably give this an eight. I'm thinking like, oh yeah, uh, but maybe not. I maybe even I would go down to a seven because the the show. It was good, and I liked the concept, but some of the acting is not good. And uh, that's the only thing hindering it, I think. Is it being kind I of... I love the professor, though. The, the, the gray-headed guy. I've sure. seen him in other shows, and he's very good in this as well. I like the concept. Uh, I, I like everything, yeah. but it's very much a network cop drama show. And that part about it, I don't like. Okay. We will see. I uh, give it a night. Uh, speaking, splitting images uh, came back after uh, ten years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a UK parody show. I have, don't know if you ever saw this. I don't think so. When it was on, okay. Uh, it's not funny. That's the problem. <laughs> it, it's like it's it's uh, it's puppets. Uh, and it's like Donald Trump puppet and uh, royal puppet and like okay, it's very rude and very British comedy, but it isn't satirical at one uh, I, 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 at all. I found I gave it a three. Um, Actually, seven, one one thing I've been watching it, on what? YouTube just to cut in really quick, give you a little break. Uh, I found this guy Jarvis Johnson. Uh, he has two channels, I, I think. Uh, maybe he has a podcast channel as well. Jarvis Johnson and Jarvis Johnson Gold. But he did a 25-minute thing about Ellen's apology. That's how I found him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so go okay. check out his video about Ellen's apology, which we covered, what, two weeks ago? But he did a video about it last week. Uh, and he's got a lot of good stuff on there. Jarvis Johnson, uh, check him out. Uh, the Crystal Maze. Uh, had a like a little preview episode on Nickelodeon this week. Have I ever told you how much I loved the original uh, Crystal Maze back uh, back 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 when I was a kid? Yeah, I remember the show. I, mean, I don't think you've ever told me how much you liked it. I loved that show. It was so weird. So good. It is so so incredibly weird. But yeah, Nickelodeon is going to have uh, this coming back in the new year. Uh, but they showed like one episode this week uh, on a like pre preview thing. So I saw it. I give it a good seven. <laughs> uh, I was almost on my way to say Saturday Night Live came back uh, with uh, Chris host uh, Chris Chris Rock as a host. That was not the reason why I saw it. I was uh, most interested in seeing Jim Carrey as uh, Biden, to be honest. I think he really, really did a good Biden. I have, I, I don't think I have seen uh, such a good Biden parody in a good while. Did you see it? Uh, I saw a clip of it, but I, I, don't watch, uh, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in years. No, like but since... uh, did you see 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 the clip of him as Biden? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, I I guess he pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have much to say about it because none of the, none of that yeah. really makes me giggle. It makes me go, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
the Savoy is a reality TV show from the UK about the Savoy uh, Hotel. Uh, very intriguing, very interesting. Uh, I really, really liked it. I gave it a six of a reality show that's pretty high. Emergency call. <laughs> this is uh, narrated by Luke Wilson, Luke. Okay. You rem- do you remember Luke Wilson? Sure, yeah. The actor Luke Wilson? Yeah. So this I, is I, like yep. nine... Nine. It's real nine one one calls, either re uh, re uh, directed or the live live calls. Okay. And we get get to listen to them, and Luke Wilson comes in and like uh, narrates it. And the first episode is very pro gum, and I I I laughed very much when I I I I, I heard. The, because there there's uh, a nine one one call where somebody is between them. Uh, there's a bear between them and the car. Okay. And 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 the nine one one caller uh, at the end of the call says, "Oh, uh, he is going to learn two things: don't go out of your car, uh, and two, get a gun." <laughs> So, okay. Okay. Um, I think that was everything I had on my list. Uh, other things was uh, films and things. Uh, the Comey Rule. Oh, the Comey Rule. Thank you. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it was so boring that I forgot it. It was uh, very boring. Uh, th- it was about... Uh, Jim Comey and Donald Trump and everything that happened. I thought they did a tiny bit of kind of reflecting on everything that happened with the Democrats. I like that they brought up the whole Loretta Lynch in the airplane thing in the first episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they also added in things that just were fantastical, like imagining of, oh, there were these two Russians sitting in front of the Washington Monument discussing uh, how we're going to, you know what I mean? These kind of fantastical situations that um, were just made for the TV show to make it, you know, exciting in a TV show. Exciting, yeah. But the problem is, it was incredibly boring. This was like, <laughs> wow, it was boring. I, I, I had to hit fast forward a few times because I was like, are we? is this going to be the scene? I know what the scene's going to be. But yeah. it's just going to last 10 minutes if I just don't fast-forward it. So I, there were certain parts I literally fast-forwarded through this uh, show because it's so boring. Yeah. But um, acting-wise, it was okay. Makeup-wise, middle of the road. Um, it's just really, really boring was the problem. Yeah, uh, Donald Trump was very, very Donald Trumpy. Well, I mean... I didn't think okay. that Donald Trump... Um, I didn't think he worked as Donald Trump, to be honest. No. I didn't think that guy who uh, acted as him worked as Donald Trump. No, yeah. I didn't. I, no, I thought he was a little too, uh, what's a good word for it? Subdued, maybe. Not over the top enough. Mm. Well, instead of being, you know what I mean? Uh, mm. The other thing I have a problem with the show is that, like, yes, it's based off on, based on the story of, 
what happened with Jim Comey. But then you add mm-hmm. in all these things that are clearly just to make, like I said, to make a, it a TV show and make it, you know, exciting and fill in the gaps. But what that does is then it makes people go, oh, this is reality. Because guess what? People are dumb and they actually believe TV shows are real. Really? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, um, I thought it was just boring and I, I was hoping it was going to be more than this, to to be honest. Uh, so I, I gave it the four. Yeah, I, I thought they would try to even... Like, the sensationalism that I was talking about with, like, they added in things to, to fill in the gaps of the story, um, just mm-hmm. to, like, sensationalize it. They should have, if they wanted it to be really interesting, sensationalized it even more and just made it totally nuts. Uh, that would <laughs> That's what I was expecting out of this. But I think the thing is, this whole the whole Russiagate thing has kind of died off. Like, think yeah. about the last debate. Did anybody mention... No. Russia... Did, did Biden mention that Trump had been has been impeached? Did he even mention that no. in the debate? Right. So no. yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's dead, dead and buried. I totally agree. But yeah, no. Uh, what did you give it as a grade? Uh, four point five. Yeah. So we are we are agreeing. <laughs> okay. Uh, did, did you see anything else that I have forgotten? Uh, no, I don't think so. The only other thing we saw was Woke. Yeah, uh, episode 8 again, uh, because I'm a stupid motherfucker. Um, but uh, also episode 4. Uh, <laughs> I've seen episode 8, I have now seen two minutes of each very i can't wait for episode eight now i know uh, at least the be- the beginning of it but uh, yeah this this time it was my fault i uh, because where we watch it doesn't have it in the right order for some fucking reason yeah episode four called black people for rent uh keith channels his creative energy in a productive new way uh this episode this was good he He's been talking to his, what, Sharpie uh, has mm-hmm. been talking to him, and uh, it told him to create a flyer uh, to put up on, like, telephone poles and in front of businesses on billboard or uh, post posting boards or whatever. And it's got, you know, the little tabs so you can pull off a phone number, except it says, black people for rent. And it, and it, yeah. and it just has a... So there's... It, he put it out to try to start a discussion with people, but then his friends mm-hmm. are going around town seeing people react to these flyers, and the one guy is like, uh, comes up and he goes, "What did he say? Uh, I-, I heard somebody say, uh, can you rent to own?' Right. <laughs> oh, I really like this episode. I I had. Uh, I had very low expectations uh, because I, I, I think this is a very like or miss uh, show, but this really hit it for me. I, I have to be uh, to be honest. I really really like this episode. I I actually give it a seven. I kind of uh, yeah, I would definitely give it a seven seven point five even. 
I'm still confused as to why we need, like, the animated characters. It feels like in the first episode right. they were really prevalent, and they were telling us, hey, these are going to be an important part of the story. And in this, right. barely saw anything of these animated characters. Um, but it was also the best episode so far. So I, that yeah. what that says to me is those animated characters are not needed in the show for it to be a good show. <laughs> I, I totally agree, and that's kind of... Uh, my biggest problem with this show is that it doesn't really understand itself. Yeah, I mean, we are still in the middle of the show. I think there's eight episodes, so we're, yeah, we're halfway through the show right now. Um, and at least in this episode, we kind of got a strangely cliffhanger-esque ending, because mm -hmm. he puts out this flyer, and then people get really offended by this flyer that he puts out, because... It, what he's doing is basically trolling everybody by putting this flyer out that says black people for rent. But then he ends up getting canceled online. So I'm assume what we're assuming is then the next episode is going to be all about cancel culture and how, how he has to deal with um, being canceled. So Yeah, but uh, like I said, I don't know what I can say. I really, really liked it. Yeah, best episode so far. I mean, this was... The first two episodes were definitely building, and then the last episode was better than those two episodes, and this episode was even better than that. So, this mm -hmm. is a pro this is getting progressively better as we go along, which is very nice. Uh, okay, uh, when you uh, watched it, did you uh, wish you were taking ayahuasca? I've never actually wanted to do ayahuasca specifically ever in my whole life. <laughs> Yes, so ayahuasca, uh, a thing that uh, has been uh, very popular in the last uh, years for me. Uh, you have heard uh, it many, many years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I've known about this since probably end of high school, beginning of college. But, I mean, as you were going to find out, this has been around for thousands of years. Yeah, so uh, what is ayahuasca? Uh, ayahuasca is a South American etho, ethogenic brew commonly made out of Banisteropathy capi vine, or B capi. I think it's how they like. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about it in the future. And yeah. Psychotrivviridis, yeah. or mm -hmm. P. viridis shrub. Or a substitute of other possible ingredients. Uh, but I think the B. capi vine is like the main thing. And then sometimes the P. veridis can be uh, possibly a, a different ingredient depending. It says, although in the West a chemically similar preparation, also known and sold as ayahuasca, but occasionally also known as pharmawasca, uh, which is a pharmaceutical version of the brew of ayahuasca, uh, can be prepared illicitly or illegally manufactured as DMT. Mm. Which I have never heard of DMT before today, I think. Uh, right. I mean, DMT is... It says it's no, it was... A, back in the day, I guess, like in the 60s, it was known as uh, the business trip because you could, like, take it uh, on your lunch break and have a full-on mm. psychedelic, like, uh, LSD trip for, like, right. 15 minutes and then 
by the time your lunch break was over, you'd go back to work and everything would be totally normal. <laughs> that is so weird for me <laughs> to think that it has so many, like, uh, yeah. And like you said, this is not a new drug at all. Let's go a little into history there. Uh, the evidence of ayahuasca dates back th a thousand years as demonstrated by a bundle containing residue of the ingredients of ayahuasca and various other preserved shamanic substances in a cave in southwestern Bolivia. Discovered uh, This cave was discovered in 2010. Um, but in the 16th century, Christian missionaries from Spain first encountered uh, South Americans using ayahuasca the earliest the earliest reports of this described uh, this work this as the work of the devil. Fro in the twentieth century, the active chemical constituents of B kappa uh, was named telepathine, but it was found to be identical to a chemical already isolated and was given the name harmine. Um, writer William S. Burroughs read a paper by. Richard Eve Schultz on the subject while tra traveling through South America in the early 1950s and sought out ayahuasca in the hopes it could relieve or cure his opiate addiction. Hmm. So it has the history of uh, curing strong uh, addictions. That's kind of funny because that's where I came into this was when I saw a documentary uh, by Justin Thoreau, uh, or whatever his name is, uh, the Thoreau guy, uh, uh, about uh, people that uh, was on very like hard drugs like uh, heroin and things like that, and they went to the forest and they took ayahuasca and never ever used used it again. Ayahuasca became even more widely known when the McKenna brothers published their experience uh, in the Amazon called True Hallucinations. Uh, Dennis McKenna later studied pharmacology, botany, and chemistry of ayahuasca, uh, which he became the subject, which became the subject of his master thesis. Hmm. Uh, Dennis McKenna, of course, is the brother of Terence McKenna, who we talked about when we did multiple different subjects on this podcast in the past, yeah. actually. Yeah. He's, he's pretty known in in the circle of things that we like to, to, to talk about. Right. I, I mean, one of the things we talked about was um, the one subject that he talked about was uh, mushrooms could have caused the beginning of human beings. That was one of the things we covered that he talked about. Mm. So it's, it's used largely as... Uh, a spiritual practice, right? Uh, yeah, let's go into the, the traditional use of this, I guess. Ayahuasca is used largely as a treasured aid uh, to spiritual practice. People who use ayahuasca in a non-traditional context often will align themselves with the philosophies and cosmolo cosmologies associated with shamanism uh, as practiced among the indigenous people of the Peruvian and Uranian Amazon. Uranian? Urania. I've never heard of the Urania Amazon. What is this? The Urania are never. an indigenous people of Peruvian Amazon basin who... Oh, it's just a different group of uh, indigenous people. I see. While the uh, non-native okay. users know 
of the spiritual application of ayahuasca, a less known traditional usage focuses on the medicinal properties. When used for medicinal purpose, ayahuasca can affect the human consciousness for less than six hours. This will begin half an hour after consumption and peaking after two hours. In some cases, the individual can experience significant psychological stress during this experience. Uh, the psychedelic, psychedelic effects of ayahuasca will include visual and auditory sti stimulation, a mix of sensory modalities, and psychological introspection that may lead to great elation, fear, or illumination. It may uh, also induce vomiting and occasional diarrhea, uh, like we talked about, but these purgative yeah. properties are known as the purge from. Mm, the purge? Like the TV show? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not just like the TV show. <laughs> well, you look back at what the Spanish, the Spanish were calling it the devil and everything, so... Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I like that it has both visuals and auditory stimulation. Oh, I mean, it's a you know, it's a um, psychoactive drug, just like LSD or mushrooms or anything like that. Um, I think the interesting mm. thing that I've heard about ayahuasca specifically is that people have kind of um, compared experiences and a lot of people, most people who do ayahuasca have similar experiences uh, as far as they see similar hallucinations, which is weird okay. because uh, each person should have different, a different experience. But a lot of yeah. people all say that they see very similar things. Uh, has there been a reason why that is? I don't think anybody really knows. I, I but I, okay. it might have to do with just the, uh, the how it's traditionally used. Because the the shaman, when it's traditionally used, is there to kind of guide the person along their journey, right? Mm -hmm. It says that shamans are. And experienced users of ayahuasca advise against consuming ayahuasca when not in the presence of a well-trained shaman. Uh, in some areas, uh, these are purported bru brujos, Spanish word for witches, fro, who masquerade as real shamans who entice tourists to drink ayahuasca. Shamans believe one of the purposes for th this is to steal one's energy or power. Uh, the shaman... Shamans lead the ceremony consumption of the beverage in a rite that typically takes place over an entire night. During the ceremony, the effects of the drink will last for hours. Prior to the ceremony, the participants are instructed to abstain from any spicy foods, red meat, or having sex from. The ceremony is usually accompanied <laughs> with the purging, uh, which includes the vi violent vomiting and diarrhea, which is believed to release built up an emotions in the person and their negative energy. Mm. So a lot of, I think since the shaman is there guiding it and it's always kind of done in the same way, maybe the reason people are having similar experiences as far as visual hallucinations and thing is because they're going through the same traditional shamanistic practice of being guided through the experience. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, but wouldn't that mean that all the shamans had the same ritual then? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, that Most is, of them do. Right. And then okay. but we're, what we're comparing, like, what I've heard is a lot of people will see, like, a Black Panther, specifically, uh, when they're on ayahuasca, and that lots of people who have done it have that same experience of seeing a Black Panther uh, that wants them to go off into the woods. Right? And that's a very mm-hmm. common hallucination, but it could be just that they're all those people who are doing it are all being guided by the same same kind of uh, shamanistic pra- practice to see that kind of visual. Mm. But it could mm. also be that ayahuasca, some people believe, uh, it opens up a door to some other place that we can't necessarily see. So that's what it's opening up for each person. It's opening up the same door, but that's more of like a mystical concept. If that, instead of being like scientific, yeah, that doesn't really sound scientific at all. <laughs> but it is interesting. It says here people who have consumed ayahuasca report having mystical or religious experiences and spiritual rel revelations regarding their own purpose on earth the true nature of the universe and the deep insight into how uh to be the best person they possibly can this is viewed by many as a spiritual awakening and is often described as rebirth it is often reported so like a you know like a religious spiritual event in your life basically it is often reported mm. that individuals feel they've gained access to a, high, a higher spiritual dimension. This is what I was just talking about. And that they make contact with various spiritual or extra-dimensional beings who can act as guides or healers. Recently, ayahuasca Ooh. has been found to interact specifically with the visual cortex of the brain. In one study, it, which measured the activity of the visual cortex when... They showed participants photographs, then they measured the activity when the individuals closed their eyes. In the control group, the cortex was activated when looking at the photographs, but less active when the participant closed his eyes. However, under the influence of ayahuasca, even with the eyes closed, the cortex was just as active as when looking at the photographs. The study suggests that ayahuasca uh, activates a complicated neural network of of vision and memory, which heightens the internal reality, the internal reality of the participants. That is fucking interesting. Uh, it is claimed that people may experience profound life changes uh, after consuming ayahuasca. Mm. Yeah, and that that's that's the thing that I I I I I think it's kind of strange that we have had three shows in the very short time that has had ayahuasca. It's like uh, it was unwell. Uh, it also was this like hippie treatment reality show that we saw. And uh, oh yeah, I what was, was that called? Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. that though. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it is it is kind of strange that it has uh, um, still has the popularity it had back from the 1800s up to now. It says here in 2018 uh, that there are potential antidepressant effects of ayahuasca. In 2018, it was reported a single dose of ayahuasca could significantly reduce the symptoms of treatment-resistant depression in, uh, in, pl- in a placebo-controlled trial. So more specifically, statistic, uh, 
statistically significant reduction of up to 82% of depressive scores when observed between the baseline. So 82% hmm. success rate as far as depression goes. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, the one thing you do have to go through 10 hours of vomiting and diarrhea to get there, but <laughs> if you're really yeah. depressed and you, and, and you don't have any it other way out, yeah, yeah, it could probably be worth it. I think, but the, what they're, yeah. I mean, what the shamans are saying in this is like that purging, that is what helps fix you mentally because it's getting, I mean, this is all mystical, whatever, mumbo jumbo, but that purging is getting rid of all the bad energy in you. Uh, and that's what makes, they, right. They say built, built up emotions and negative energy, uh, is what is removed when you purge. And that would also make sense as far as getting rid of depression, right? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Maybe people with uh, depression should look into that. I don't think we should recommend anybody doing drugs to get rid no. of depression. But no, uh, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, uh, I think if ask your doctor, right? If you had somebody who actually recommended it to you, but I don't think any doctor is going to recommend you go do that either. So. No, because uh, I don't think they would like to use their uh, lose their license for practicing. Right. I it. I guess yeah. Let's go into the legality. Uh, at least here yeah. in America, it says internationally. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Internationally, uh, DMT is a Schedule One substance under the Convention of Psychotropic Substances, which is a 1971 United Nations treaty. The commentary right. on the psych, uh, Convention of Psychotropic Substances notes, however, that the plant plants contained containing it are not subject to control. So the drug itself, once you make it, because you have to like put these two things together, right? Like we said earlier, there are these uh, P Vera Bob or whatever it was, and then B Cappy. You have to put those plants together to create ayahuasca, right? Right. That once you put them together, internationally it's illegal. But if you just have those two plants separate, it's legal. Huh. Okay. Uh, the facts from the Secretary of International Narcotics Board uh, to the Nether Netherlands Min Ministry of Public Health sent in two thousand one states that consequently preparations made of these plants, including ayahuasca, are not under international control and therefore are not subject to any of the articles in the 1971 convention, like I said. So the plants themselves are not illegal, but once you make it into a drug, then it's illegal. That is so weird. Isn't that weird? Like it's legal to have the plants, but not like do anything with it? Uh, it's, well, what they're saying is, like, we can't outlaw plants, because they're just plants, right. but you could say that about marijuana, too, but the problem is, yeah. these two plants separate aren't gonna make you high, but once you put the plants together, that's when it becomes ah. a drug, right. So if marijuana only had two components, it probably would be legal. 
I'm, That's interesting to think about. Well, I think like you're allowed to just have poppies in your front yard. But as soon as you make those poppies into heroin, that's when you have a real issue. Right. <laughs> uh, it says in 2019, June, Oakland, California decriminalized natu- natural ethogens. The city council passed a resolution in a unanimous vote ending the investigation and imposition of criminal penalties or the use of and possession of ethogens derived from plants or fungi. The resolution states practices with ethogens ethnogenic plants have long existed and have been considered sacred to human cultures and human interrelationships with nature for thousands of years and these continue to be enhanced and improved to this day by religious and spiritual leaders practicing professionals mentors and healers throughout the world many of whom have been forced to go underground in january 2020 santa cruz california and september 2020 ann arbor Arbor, michigan september 2020 that's this month uh Mm -hmm. ann arbor michigan decriminalized the same ethogens Mm. yeah so there's places in america where you can get a hold of this and do it yeah yeah so you don't have to go to south america anymore no, apparently not. Did you see this Unveil documentary episode? Uh, yeah. Well, what did you think about the tourism aspect of this? That is interesting. Oh, right. Yeah, well, what we were saying is like there are... S- what we were saying before is there are certain people who are known... Uh, who who do this... What What's a good word for it? Who do this traditionally, meaning they, they're... Mm-hmm. People around them, they've lived in Peru their whole life, and for thousands of years, their ancestors have done it. And then there's other people down there who are doing it that aren't necessarily doing it as traditionally. Is that what you're talking about? And that's where the tourism comes in. Mm -hmm. And what do you think about that? Um, In that one reality show, it made it look really... uh, not not the unwell, but the reality show with like the hippie uh, guys right. and like the yeah. uh, all the rich people who were going there to get better or whatever. That made it look really really dirty. Uh, the unwell mm-hmm. it made it look bad, but not as bad as that other show to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything more that we should talk about when it comes to ayahuasca? I'm seeing some. Of the legalities as far as country by country, fro Brazil, mm-hmm. it's legal. Uh, Canada, illegal. Costa Rica, legal. France, illegal. Italy, 100% legal all the way across. Latvia, wow. it's legal to cultivate the plants, but it is illegal to possess, sell, or transport the plants. <laughs> Peru, it's 100% legal. Romania, yeah. Romania, it yeah. is 100% legal. Mm-hmm. And it says so United much. States illegal across the board, but we just read that there are certain places you can get it, it's like uh, three different cities in the in the country. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Movie news, bro. Uh, it looks like hundreds of Regal cin- Cinemas and Cineworld movie theaters are going to close. I don't think we called this at all, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, not at all. In the latest blow to the beleaguered film industry, the second largest movie theater chain in the U.S. is temporarily shuttering its locations Thursday due to the lack of blockbuster blockbuster movies on the calendar, and major domestic mark and major domestic markets like New York uh, are remaining closed. Cineworld Group (PLC) said Monday that it would close. 536 Regal Cinemas in the U.S. and 127 Cineworld and Picturehouse venues in the U.K. This uh, this week, affecting some 45,000 employees as well. Right. So I have this friend here in Lillehammer, uh, the same friend that got me into Cats. Uh, okay. When I uh, right. when I saw Cats before everybody else. Mm-hmm. Had one of the best times of my life. Um, I talked to him. I think it was yeah. I think it was this week, uh, and he said that Lillehammer Kino has had major, major, major problems. Like they they can't stay up because nobody's coming to watch old fucking movies. Like nobody's going to risk there. Uh, they had very huge numbers uh, under Nolan's. New, new movie, but nothing else is coming out. I think I said this a long time ago that, like, just the cost in electricity to run, like, a 12-theater movie theater, like, the cost mm-hmm. of electricity in and of itself is so enormous that there's no way to make money if you're not putting people in the seats every single day, let alone all the other, the cost of employees and maintenance and everything else. Uh... There was no way for these movie theaters to ever um, stay open, really. So I, I, we were confused why they opened in the first place, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, one of the things it says here uh, is that one of the main reasons uh, in the past few days, it already decimated the already decimated 2020 release ca- calendar lost another big film, James Bond, No Time to Die. Yeah. Which we're seeing. So and, that was one of the main reasons they started shutting these down was James Bond. And Dune fucking got moved to October next day. At least for now, right? It could just get bumped again. All these movies are getting bumped. All Like yeah, all the superhero movies year, are all next, getting bumped till next, next year. year. Oh, next year. Next okay. Year. Yeah, next year, yeah. Dune got moved. I was so devastated. But I, I, I think this is my pro, this is my kind of scene in the future. Yes, and this is totally bet on absolutely nothing. But if uh, movies doesn't open in two thousand and twenty one, we will. There has to be uh, a new way of of. I I think there will be a new streaming service that is kind of just for new movies coming out and it will be shit see i don't even think they really need to do that necessarily because they could hook up with if they're gonna hook up with anybody it would probably be like an amazon not a netflix but like the Mm. major movie theater uh the major movie corporations would all have to get together which they're not gonna do we're not gonna see them all all the major movie studios get together to go in on one streaming service, but they could all get, uh, say, Amazon goes, hey, guys, uh, goes to each one of them and says, we'll do your movies here for this, whatever. But it seems like that's, it seems like a dinosaur mentality, though, because, like, 
even when yeah. Trolls came out and there was this huge backlash by the movie theaters, yeah. right? And so there's this yeah. whole like business model that they can't go against. So to release the movies onto an streaming services against this massive business model that really all revolves around popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So popcorn. That is more or less. That's where the movie theaters make all their money. They don't make money off the, yeah. off of the actual movie. So it all really revolves around popcorn. And if they're not selling popcorn, nobody's making money. Yeah, and like you said, James Bond movie, No Time to Die, to Die is delayed again. And like, like super big movies are delayed. Like, who the fuck is going to see movies? Right, and they and, and the problem is they just apparently can't release them on on to the streaming services because if they wanted to make their money back, that's how they would try to do it, right? So there you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, it's going to be an interesting 2021 that's for sure uh i have no i have no belief in that will we just stop seeing movies <laughs> i have a feeling there's going to be movies that were made for this year that we never see yeah yeah they just never come out mm-hmm. never ever come out weird anyway uh, I've seen some movies this week. Uh, Welcome to Bloomhouse is a new thing. Uh, Bloomhouse is uh, having uh, it's an anthology uh, uh, movie TV show, uh, movie TV show of eight genres of movies produced by uh, 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 tele- uh, Bloomhouse Television and Amazon Studios. So why it's in the movie round? Well. Uh, it's very long episodes, uh, so it's movie, movie okay. episodes. Sure. Uh, I've seen two uh, of the movies. It's kind of the like the other anthology movie t- thing that you use. Uh, that is one year thing. Uh, into the dark or in yeah into the dark yeah into the dark yes. So I saw the lie and I saw black box. Uh, the lie uh, was okay. Uh, I thought I I would give it a six point six point five. Uh, Black box was better. I would give a seven point five. Uh, that's two movies, Fast and Furious. Okay. Uh, then I saw a documentary called Dick Johnson is Dead. This I really, really recommend to you. Okay. Uh, it is extremely sad and extremely funny. So uh, I saw the commercial for this. It's yeah, documentary uh, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a documentary about uh, this movie maker called right. Christine Johnson, uh, and her dad uh, dad is dying, and it's uh, also having dementia, and he's he's. She's kind of trying to help both he, him and herself come to the realization of death through movie making. It is extremely moving, and I cried like a little kid while watching it. Um, I give it a, a eight. But cool. then I know you and me saw vampires. Versus the Bronx, look. That's right. <laughs> on 
Netflix, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, uh, uh, Dick Johnson is dead is also Netflix. Oh, cool. Yeah, I probably, when I turned on Netflix at some point, it, that's probably, it, you know, they pop up with a trailer sometimes. That's probably where I saw the trailer right. when I think about it. Yeah. But yeah, Vampires vs. the Bronx. Very fun, very goofy. I mean, it's not a <laughs> great movie. It's nothing, like, amazing, but yeah. it was fun. It, it's just what it sounds like. Uh, some vampires move into the Bronx, and then this kid finds out about it, and he gets all of his friends together, basically, to the battle these vampires. Uh, very silly, but kind of cool at the same time, I guess, but nothing special. I don't know, what do you think? Like, a, this would probably get a four. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is absolutely nothing, and I like that about it. Right, because mindless entertainment, it, totally. Yeah, it's it's not trying to be anything at all. At all. So yeah, I I agree. A four point five is probably where I would be. Okay. Yeah, I could agree with that. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see the movie trailer uh, to a movie that has come out. Question mark. A call to spy. It's Murder on the Orient Express. Oh. No, that's a Nazi Nazi treasure train, bro. <laughs> Man, IFC, they don't quit, do they? They just put out movies and movies. They must just have, like, a warehouse full of brand new movies to put out. <laughs> Seems like every week it's an IFC movie. I know. And I don't do that on purpose, it just happens. No, no. Are the best wireless operator in the women's auxiliary air force. Signaling is like music. I agree. I think this is at least the sixth in a row. Inspired by a true story. Sorry. Don't be fooled. Common folks are becoming collaborators. Do you know what this reminds me of? Build resistance. What? The crown. Oh, okay. If you have any doubts, kind of like stylish wise. Yeah, I can see that. It feels very British. Like the camera work yeah. and the camera style looks very British. We've had no choice but to learn the hard way. It feels very BB BBC to me, kind of. Yeah. A lot of error. The Germans are locating our signals faster than anticipated. We must keep trying. I mean, the trailer actually kind of makes it look good. I'm everything I've read about it doesn't make it seem interesting, but this trailer, pretty good trailer. The Germans will stop at nothing till they find you. I'm not giving up. We're not giving up. Up, up. It'll be here only for a short time. But what we do while we're here. Changes the course of the future. Hmm. Yeah, I think the trailer sold me on that one. What do you think? Yeah, that was a very good trailer. I was not interested in this movie whatsoever, but that was a very, very good trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it ends but with a uh, giant explosion. It kind of had something for everybody. Yeah, it seems like a... Yeah. yeah. So what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? 
At the dawn of World War II, a desperate Winston Churchill orders his new spy agency to train women for covert operations. Together, these female agents help undermine the Nazi regime in France, leaving an unmistakable legacy in their wake. Uh, 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, so not great there, but 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. 4 out of 5 on IndieWire, and 81% of Google users like this movie. Yeah, uh, that was kind of in- interesting because I, I went to, I had like, uh, I always go to like Google now, and I went to like filter by all, and there was not a single fucking review. Really? So I don't, I don't really understand. So I went to IMDb instead. Okay. Uh, so I went to uh, to uh, an uh, IMDb and uh, I uh, went to uh, see if there was something there and no user reviews there either. But I f- <laughs> that had any like um, what do you call it numbers? Sorry. Okay. But then Weird. I found, then I. F- then I found it. Uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, fabulous. Subtitles now present all <laughs> on all platforms. Thrilling new uh, film about unknown brave movies. A must-see for all. Wonder if that could be a commercial. Fabulous. Subtitles now in all platforms. Um, uh, 10 out of 10. Excellent movie about three fairy male spies and uh, World War uh, Two. Spy thriller about a topic that other movies don't cover. Uh, the role of woman during the war. Great character and a unique story that had finally been told on screen. Yeah. So I didn't find a lot of bad reviews. Uh, yeah, I, I might actually have a reason. Uh, and I might have found the reason that there weren't any... Rev- or the, the reviews might be gone, uh, possibly, but... Uh, it possibly not. This is probably just conjecture. But on the Facebook, I found a lot of people talking about the 1619 Project. Uh, a lot of Trump QAnon people apparently don't like this movie. So my guess is they flooded the Google comments and then they had to delete them all. Uh, something here about this guy talking about how the 1619 Project is an ongoing development in the New York Times Magazine, which aims to reframe the country's history by placing the consequences of slavery and contributions of black Americans at the very center of our nation's narrative. Yeah, a lot of these on the Facebook, by the way. Uh, but I found one, somebody who recommends this, Barbara uh, Ricano says, great story, wonderful production, Santa Haddock, Radic A. Apti, and Sarah Megan were amazing. I wish the storyline would have focused more on those three characters and their mission, but the movie was still both thrilling and informative. Nice. Uh, what is uh, coming out this week, you ask? Other than this? Well, I can tell you. A movie called Professor Uncut. Processor. Oh. Yep. <laughs> it's not that way I thought it was professor an elite uh, assassin sorry brain implant technology to inhibit other people's bodies uh, 
Directed by Braden Kronberg. Oh my gosh, I said it even wrong. It's Possessor Uncut, and I said Processor, and you said Professor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Braden Kronberg, the son of uh, uh, David Kronberg, uh, this has uh, 92% of Rotten Tomatoes, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and 72% of Metacritic. Sean Bean, uh, Topton's Milton, and uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, for example. Another movie, Save Yourselves, came out. Uh, a young Brooklyn couple head to an upstate cabin to unplug from their phones and reconnect with each other. Blissfully unaware of their surroundings, they are left to their own devices as the planet falls under attack. Um, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. 67% on Metacritic, 65% of Google users liked it. Directed by Alex Fisher and Eleanor Wilson. Uh, starring Sunti Ma Manny and John Paul Reynolds. Uh, Tar came out. A mysterious creature rises from the depths of L.A. Breed Tar. Pits in Los Angeles to wreck the city. 9 out of 10 on IMDb, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, directed by Aaron Wolf, has nobody in it. Sounds like a good one. Uh, the Keeper. <laughs> oh, this is an old movie. Never mind. Never mind. I have never, I didn't mind at all. So what movie would you see? Uh, save yourself, probably. Or yeah, save yourselves, I think is what it is. Yeah. Selves, yeah. Or, uh, I, I would maybe see Professor Uncut. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You said... <laughs> Hey, uh, if you want to speak good English like us, go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. There you can get a 30-day free trial of Audible. You can get a free book. Uh, if you don't like it, you can cancel and then keep the book. I am going to bet that you are going to keep uh, notable thing because now they have so many free books I have problems keeping up uh, what I'm going to listen to while I'm trying to sleep uh, so go to oddballtrial.com slash another digital um, look uh, what are we talking about next week uh, next week news of the week uh, main topic adrenochrome conspiracy which is like mm -hmm. celebrities stealing children's adrenochrome glands or something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, woke episode five, mm -hmm. and another digital review of The Climb. It's The Climb! It's that movie, right? I feel like this movie was supposed to come out a while ago, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is that fucking Hannah Montana song now. It's the clam. <laughs> uh, yeah, Debate tonight. In the corner. 
Yeah, I'm ready for the debate. Are you going to watch it live? Uh, may maybe, probably, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be busy tonight, but hopefully I'll be able to see it. I'm not sure when it even starts, to be honest. We'll have to look that up afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I think it was kind of funny. Uh, uh, you know, Paradise uh, Hotel and all all the things. Uh, uh, there was um, a oral sex scene on TV, and she called it uh, women, like she she thought uh, it was a feministic uh, uh, like battle against uh and uh because she was yeah she was the one that was receiving oral oral sex this girl and now there has been a battle in the newspapers of if if that is a liberation for women or not in what no newspaper oh, okay i was gonna say i'm very confused okay oh yeah no so on norwegian this, tv uh, somebody showed yeah. a scene of a Blowjob. Girl, girl getting oral sex. Oh, okay. And yes. then she called it uh, uh, women's uh, rights, or she 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 was like, "Oh, this is fighting for women's rights." Okay. And and she was she was getting like fe feministic and sexual like uh, like support uh, from a professor and things like that. That is Norwegian news now nowadays. Isn't well? I don't even know. Is some nudity allowed in our Norwegian television? Just regular? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't. See it's just that. not sec sexual. Uh, anything sexual is probably just not allowed, right? Right. Okay. You can see the breasts and uh, and uh, everything. Uh, no penetration, I think, is allowed. I'm not sure. I remember when. What was it? NYPD Blue? Some guy on NYPD Blue when I was a kid showed his butt on TV in America and in like the nineties. <laughs> Do you remember this? I think it was oh, yeah. Jimmy yes. Jimmy Smits or Smits. Yeah. And he yeah. showed his butt on TV and everybody was like, Oh my gosh, a butt <laughs> So yeah, I think we just kinda of moved on with uh how people feel about the world because uh well we don't have nudity on in, in TV in America, but if you show a butt on TV nobody makes a big deal out of it anymore. Let's uh, talk about uh, Borat uh, 2. How fucking exciting are you? For what? I didn't understand that. Borat 2. Oh, Borat 2, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we already seen one part of it, kind of. Uh, so we know what yeah. one scene is, at least to a degree. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see that the finished product of what we've kind of seen the behind the scenes of. Um mm. And the rest of it I'm excited for. Hopefully it's good. I, I mean, I don't know necessarily know that it needs to be called Borat 2, but uh, it should be good, right? I saw the trailer. The trailer looks fucking amazing. Yeah, I, get, I mean, we kind of knew he was coming out with a movie after that whole uh, right. thing that happened in Washington State where he went to that rally. Uh, so we knew what was ha happening. It's just cool to see it actually finally come out. Uh, in, anything interesting from your part? Uh, let's see. Uh, NASA 
is sending up a $23 million space toilet in, in, into space. They spent $23 million on a toilet. I wonder why. I wonder why America's not doing great, bro. Why? Why is it doing that? I, well, they're sending it up to like the space station. It's like a brand new twenty-three million dollar space toilet. <laughs> this is what you're using money on? Really? Yeah, yeah. That's that's America. Okay. Have you seen this Hugh Jackman uh, commercial for Boots? Hugh Jackman commercial for Boots? No. Okay, let's uh, end end with that then. Uh, if you uh, don't have anything in- more interesting, uh, not that I can really think of. No. Cool. <laughs> I will send you a little link. Okay. Uh, so so um. Uh, Ryan Reynolds posted uh, a good friend of uh, Hugh Jackman. Okay. Uh, his commercial for uh, a boots company, and this is actually a real commercial in Australia. Uh, are you ready? Uh, yeah, I, I think I might have seen this, but let's play it again. Uh, one second, let me get it right. All right, give me a countdown. And three. Two, one, go. Firstly, let me say, Hugh, that we are delighted that you love R.M. Williams' boots. I'm actually, like, in love. They're great. They're amazing. Great. Really? This makes this next bit a little awkward. Oh, we're on the same team here. While we appreciate how literally you've taken the clause that stipulates you can only wear R.M. Williams. My word is my bond. (laughs) When I say I'm in, I am all in. You know? And honestly, I should be paying you. Uh, no. It's a privilege. Uh, it is. It's a privilege. <laughs> That's lovely to hear. I, I do want to note that you are allowed to, and we highly encourage you to wear other clothes. I mean, look at this. Oh, look at clothes in general. Look, 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 look at this. It's one beautiful, <laughs> beautiful stitching and a comfortable, and then the balls of my feet just feel like they're barred and were wired <laughs> And just went to ball heaven, if you know what I mean. Yes. You know, seriously, it's, it's changed my life. 88 handmade processes, but I think you may be missing the point. Oh, no, no, I, I hear you. Don't worry. Loud and clear. Only R.M. Williams. Yep. Are you going to stand up now? Hang on a second. Oh, this is... What is this? It's a new chair. What? You Honestly, you should sit in this. You, you, you can have that. No. You can have that now. <laughs> He's just like wiping his butt on it. Not everything is comfortable. Uh, with that uh, commercial, uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye, citizen.